Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Ten o'clock. Welcome back in. It is now the Garnet Trust Hour here on the game. Full house today. If you're watching on the game TV, Toddhead, Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and a couple new guests joining us in the studio as well. Chris, I guess I'll let you introduce our new friends for the day. Well, we've been friends, but uh. It's, we've got Grace and we've got Sydney. They are seniors at Carolina, right, on the verge of graduating. And they are working with Jeremy and Mark and all the fine folks over at Garnet Trust. So thank you all for coming in. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. So uh, we wanted to just bring you all in and let you all kind of give your perspective about Garnet Trust, NIL, kind of what you've seen and, and, and what you've observed. So fir- first thing first, uh, what have y'all, Grace, let's start with you. Why did you decide to kind of take this opportunity to do an internship with Garnet Trust? So last semester we took a class on college athletics and me and Cindy were in it together actually, but we learned a lot about NIL and just how it's starting out and everything. And I always thought it was really interesting and I kind of wanted to be a part of the starting steps, I guess, for it since it's so new that no one really knows what's going on fully, but... I was also really interested in working in sports in general. So, How, when you took what class was that in? It was just about? college athletics. I forget what the. Yeah, it was like three ten. Mm-hmm. And one of the professors had taught it for years, and then we had actually a grad student teach ours, and he went to Ball State, and he was a swimmer there, and he just kind of talked through his experience of being a college athlete, and it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, good deal. 
I'm actually going to get you to use this microphone. So that, oh. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, um, yeah, we'll watch we'll share. All right. So, this is a full time internship, right, with Garnet Trust. So, like, you're not taking classes right now or anything, or maybe one class, and then other than that, you're just working full time for Garnet Trust. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What What kind of things are y'all doing on a daily basis? Um, on a daily basis, we go in and make sure that. Uh, just things are organized with donors and organizing player meetings for them to come in and sign their agreements and organizing dinners. So last week we had um, the incoming freshman football players. We had a dinner with them at 1801, and that was really nice. And then we also had a dinner at Zaz on Divine with the portal players, and that was also I thought it was a great time. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of our day-to-day, -to -day too, is really just helping out Jeremy and Mark over there. I mean, they're great, but they definitely have a lot going on for themselves. So they're yeah. they're pretty appreciative on all the help yeah. people. I honestly, I'm very impressed that they did it on their own for so long because there's so many little things that need to be done, even if it's just sending out decals or writing thank you notes to people and getting everything in order or I made an address book last week of all the players and their phone numbers and what sport, and I feel like that's definitely yeah. helped a lot, too. Yeah, it's a lot to keep up with, especially all these players. I mean, just working with 20-year-olds all the time is a yeah. lot. <laughs> and we've had Jeremy and Mark in here plenty of times with the Garnet Trust Hour. How many total people are in the building now with the Garnet Trust, would you say? Um, the four of us, it's me, Sydney, Jeremy, Mark um, mainly, but then we have a couple other interns that are in and out. Um, yeah, we have every, TJ. Every he does um, like basketball. Yeah, a lot of the he, analytics stuff. Yeah. He's um, strictly men's basketball, and then we have Hunter, who yeah, he, also comes and goes. But yeah, he helps. He helps us out a lot too. Now, before joining the Garnet Trust or working with those guys, how much did you know about NIL and the kind of landscape? You know, its presence in college sports now. Um, I mean, honestly, not much. Like we were saying earlier, like that class was kind of what we started learning a lot about NIL with. I mean, people would always ask me, like, you know, what it is, and I'm like, honestly, I still don't really know. Like, it's it's so new that it's it's hard to really grasp what's going on fully. Yeah, and in the beginning, there were so many moving parts with what everybody was deciding and what everybody – everybody has their own opinion on NIL. And I think a lot of people think that NIL is just paying the players' salaries and from – what I've learned from being at Garnet Trust, it's so much more than that. And I wasn't the first person to be on board with paying players. But now that I'm a part of this, I I think that they deserve it. You know, they do a lot for the school. And it's it's cool to see it all come together. And especially, I think Garnet Trust has done a great job at NIL. Yeah, they also, um, like Sydney was saying, honestly, like I was a little skeptical about it too, just – you know, paying the player's salary and everything, that's what everyone originally thinks. But, I mean, they really are working for this money, like helping out with charities and just, like, they do a lot for the community around here, which is really great. They, they definitely, definitely deserve it. Yeah, and y'all mentioned the opinions on NIL, and you're right. I mean, from what Wes and I see, like, every day, there are lots of split opinions on NIL. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Some people, well, it's here, so we, you know, we – might as well not complain about it, right? But among, like, college-age people, like, student section, like, what are the thoughts on NIL 
like generally? I know it's hard to put like a blanket answer on it, but like among y'all's age, what do people generally think about it? Like, do they do they love it? Do they think, well, it's just here? What's the thought? Um, I think a big thing about it is a lot of. I mean, we're all the same age, like as the players and stuff. So like, we're in the stands cheering for these kids, like they're our age and stuff. So I think a lot of people are like, well, how are they, you know, getting all of this? And yeah. we're just paying our tuition, like coming <laughs> to school. Like everyone, again, like there's the confusion on where it's coming from and like what they're really doing for it. Like obviously it's not written out of certain things, yeah. but I, th- I think it's definitely a mixed, mixed opinion. I mean, even in our, our class, like last semester in our other classes, people were always, it was always an argument, like yeah, a, a debate. Definitely. A, it was always like a hot kind of topic and conversation in class. Um, but I also feel like our age group, as much as we would love to be making that much money as them, um, I don't know. Like, I'm not bothered by it at all. I honestly feel like it's the older generation, not to call them old or anything, but the more traditional generation that is like, oh, well, this is going to ruin college football. This is going to ruin college football. College football will never be the same. And they're right. It'll never be the same. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. And one thing that really stuck out to me was that uh, we would always talk about how, like, 43 out of 50 states, the highest-paid public employee is a head football coach at a university. And just for the kids that are playing and honestly, like, sometimes hurting themselves over and over again, you know, they deserve some compensation. And there's a reason that a lot of us go to big SEC schools because – Honestly, I'm here. I want to be in Williams-Brice. I want to see us win, and that's what brings a lot of the excitement in fall, and it brings, like, families together and friends together to tailgate, and that just doesn't happen without a football team and without those guys coming out to play for us. So, You guys mentioned this class, and now that you have this insight of being with the Garner Trust, you know, your classmates that you guys said you're kind of arguing with back and forth about this with, you know, should it be uh, paid for pl- or should players get paid and all that kind of stuff – how much of a holistic grasp do you think that they had on the true ins and outs of how NIL works now that you guys have a little bit more insight on it? Like our classmates, you mean? Yes, your yeah. classmates. Um, I mean, even us, like in that class, we we didn't, we had no idea. I mean, a big thing that we mainly talked about in class too was the debate of if they're going to be student athletes, you know, keeping amateurism, like all that stuff. So I think that being working for Garnet Trust, like the actual, I mean, behind the scenes of official NIL, I, I had a completely different misconception of really what was going on especially what Jeremy and Mark were working on yeah and it's cool to see like now that we're actually so hands-on in this every single day like I can think about things that my professors would talk about and be like oh yeah like this is it just all starts to click rather than just sitting in the classroom and being lectured on what is NIL like what's a 501c3 like who qualifies for that all that stuff I was like okay cool that's good to know, but now, like, I actually completely understand it. Not even completely, but definitely have a better grasp. What, what were the biggest, maybe, misconceptions about it that you had going in that you've now, now that you've been at it, you're in the office, you see Jeremy running around in there doing Jeremy things, whatever he's doing, Mark. Like, what what have you learned the most that was like, oh, that is, like, completely different than what I thought? I thought, um, personally, I thought a lot of, I mean, like I was saying earlier, like how students, I thought a lot of this like money was just like literally coming out of our, my tuition. Like, you know, I was writing to the school and that's where it was going from. And obviously that's just completely not the case. It's like fully donor based and everything like that. So it's really just from people who actually want to support the Gamecocks. So it's it's not, 
you know, it's not like I'm missing out on anything. It's actually helping me more as a Gamecock fan to, yeah. you know, get these players in here. Like we talked to, like, again, a lot of the transfer um, players and like we're just so excited that they're all coming in. And this definitely helps a lot of that. What did you guys think of the uh, million-dollar match that came about pretty recently? We talked a lot about that at the end of last year. Yeah, that was really impressive. Yeah. I mean, I I think it is really cool, kind of like on what Grace was saying, but to know that it is donor-based and these people, you know, they might be getting a tax write-off or whatever, but they truly care about the Gamecocks, and they could donate it to somebody else, but they want to see – the University of South Carolina do well. They want to see us continue to grow and really become one of those top teams. And we're going to have to fight our way a little harder than we have before because now all of these schools can bring in money in Alabama and Texas. They can raise a ton of money. You know, we know they have the money, they have the programs, but these people are really invested in South Carolina and it's cool to see that. What um, meeting with the players, interacting with the players, is, is that cool for y'all? Because I know y'all are huge football fans. Are y'all a little, like, y'all get starstruck a little bit still? Yeah, yeah. like, you would think not. I mean, we had a lot of classes with players, and even, like, the women's basketball yeah. team, like, I'd see them around. Like, we did a clinic with them for Garnet Trust. Mm-hmm. Like, I was still, I mean, starstruck. Also, I mean, looking up at them, literally, <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we're used to watching them on the field or on TV. They definitely look a lot smaller there. But, yeah, it, it is really cool. It is really cool, and – my favorite, like the highlight so far at Garnet Trust, I would say, is Wes. I think you were there, but at Zaz, we did. Um... Chris, were you there too? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, my days are kind of like mushing together. Um, we did a dinner at. <laughs> yeah. We did a dinner with the um, players from the transfer portal, and I made them play this game like name, hometown. Um, what's their favorite thing about South Carolina? And it was just really cool to see all of them, like, be so personable and get to know each other even better. And then, like, when they went to leave, they were, like, some of them gave us hugs, and I was just like, oh, like, they're, like, real people. They're not just football stars. And uh, some of them would talk about, you know, they have kids at home. And I was like, it's just really going to be so exciting this coming fall to watch them on the field because I'm going to be that much more invested than I already was. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Would you say you're numb to it now? It's like, oh, that's whoever walking down the hallway. No big deal. Like, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> like when I saw um, Moncal Goodwine, I was like, big guy. Wow. He's yeah. a big boy. And he was the one that when he left dinner, he like gave me a hug and was like, thank you. Yeah. Like, I'll see you soon. I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's really cool. Yeah. And even just um, like texting them, like getting them to like, you know, send us stuff like for our side of the Garnet Trust, like just my, my friends are like, you have their number? Like you're texting them? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. like I could call them so up That's right such now. a cool way to flex on people. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, look but who, then like, you in, know, look who's in my Rolodex. Yeah, exactly. They all know what a Rolodex is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they respond back and I'm like, oh, they are just normal people like liking my message on on text. Very cool. We'll uh, continue on with the Garnet Trust Hour with uh, Grace and Sydney from the Garnet Trust here on the game. 107.5 The Game uh, in Florence, Columbia and Myrtle Beach. The 107.5 The Game app and streaming on the Game TV sponsored by Shepherd's Glass. Welcome back in. It is the Garnet Trust Hour. 
Full house here on the game, 107.5 the game in Columbia, 100.5 the game out in Florence, 100.3 the game out in Myrtle Beach. Streaming on the 107.5 the game app and on the game TV, sponsored by Shepherd's Glass. Thanks to our friends at Integrated Media. Full house today, Tyler Head, Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark along with you, and interns Grace and Sydney from the Garden of Trust hanging out with us. Give us a lot of details uh, in that first segment about them a little bit. Uh, kind of looking at the broader picture of the Garnet Trust as we've kind of turned over into this new year of 2024. Everybody back on campus these past couple weeks. What are what are some of the goals of what the Garnet Trust is going to be trying to do this year? Um, raise money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really just um, get fully organized, like make sure all the players are all, all set and everything's um, kind of running a lot more smoothly like we were saying before. I mean, it's so new that everything's kind of out of whack and just just it's really hard to get control and organize everything so really lock down everything in a full organized manner I'd say yeah I agree was a good answer (laughs) um yeah I would say just uh you know there's so many things changing so everyone's kind of like uh learning as they go and I would say that's the same for every university that is experiencing this change with NIL but it's cool to I know um, my brother goes to Auburn, and I know that the Auburn and um, South Carolina AD, they were talking about NIL and just how to handle things, and everyone's communicating and learning from each other, so that's pretty cool. So when Garnet Trust started, it was in his infancy. You know, I kind of have seen the organization grow, and, and, you know, obviously Jeremy, Mark, they do a fantastic job. You guys have seen it at its point right now what what is it like just being there on a day-to-day basis and kind of seeing the behind the scenes of everything that goes on because I feel like the I feel like just an average fan probably has no idea the amount of behind the scene works that behind the scenes work that goes into just managing everything that has to do with NIL when you're talking about an 85 man scholarship roster for football then you got all the other sports. I mean, is it just organized chaos on a day-to-day basis? And y'all, y'all got a front-row seat, basically. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I think that. I mean, we told talked to Jerry Mark about this. They were always like, "Be prepared, like you know, next semester, like working for us, it's, it's going to be awful. Like we're going to be running you guys around, like like whatever." And I mean, we even told them like they they really have it put together a lot more, more than, than they, they thought. Think. Yeah. yeah, like there's there's definitely. I mean, it's it's pretty chaotic chaotic i mean we, yeah i think we put the organized in the <laughs> organized <laughs> <Okay>. chaos <laughs> but but grace and i are both like i i like to be busy yeah. and i like to you know have a task and get it accomplished so i feel like we're kind of you know a great addition because yeah. we're both totally fine with doing whatever we need to do and now that i'm part of it you know i would say i'm a pretty avid Gamecock fan and I had no idea how much was going into this and how much Jeremy and Mark are doing and especially Mark with trying to raise money I mean that's definitely a difficult job but I would say (laughs) he's crushing it because yeah he's reaching all the right people and you know people want to give to the Garnet Trust and that's pretty exciting did Jeremy and Mark ever slow down or are they just going 100% all the time um 110 percent all the time yeah (laughs) Yeah, there's 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 usually a moment that Jeremy's running around t- talking into his <laughs> <Yeah>. phone, t- <laughs> sending he messages stays to talking everyone. into his he phone. Talk the text, guys. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I'll be like, "Is he talking to us?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh no, he's talking to his phone again." You know, y'all hear everything he texts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's no secrets. No, no secrets. <laughs> that is yeah. hilarious. Um, I, I liked what y'all were saying about how 
a lot of times people think about the players as, oh, that's a football player. Right. It's like, no, it's it's a human being. Human being. And they have actual needs and wants. Yep. and They have good and bad days, too. And, and, and all that um, kind of maybe gets lost when people just look at them like football players. I, I thought it was very interesting and, and very much a need when um, – Y'all have had the the dinners. Jeremy has made a point to say, look, we have financial advisors that you can talk to for free because I think back to when I was their age or y'all's age. If some if I had went from making like college student money to making, <laughs> you know, good money, yeah. I don't know how I would have managed it. So how how important do y'all think it is as people who are kind of in the early parts of managing your own personal finance to like think about the the fact that that is a need for them to kind of have tax advice and sort of to have somebody saying, look, you got to put aside 25% of this for, you know, to pay the IRS a a year from now. So how important do you think the education of sort of financial literacy is for the whole NIL piece? Oh, that's, I mean, we, we talk about a lot. I don't have much money to manage, so I don't find it difficult (laughs) for myself, but I mean, yeah, if I was, I mean, the money that I have now, like, you know, scraping pennies. Um, <laughs> if I came into that, like, I mean, a huge influx of money, I wouldn't know what to do. I would absolutely need a financial advisor, like even more than my parents to tell me what to do, because right. I don't, I mean, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. IRS, like, I don't. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll learn. Yeah, don't worry. Jeremy was like, we don't need the IRS coming after y'all. And I was like, they, I really hope that they yeah. listen to that because that would be very scary. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess going from high school and then they're coming to college and making X amount of money, I I wouldn't know what to do either. I mean, I would be beyond myself excited to have that kind of money in college. But I think it's also important to remember that, like, when we had the player dinner, uh, quite a few of them have kids at home and a wife. Uh, I can't remember whose wife is living in Atlanta with their kid now. But they're having to be able to provide for them and also remember to try and put some of that away for the future in case they don't make it to the league. And unfortunately, quite a few of them don't make it to the league, and it's going to be a rude awakening if they haven't put away some of that money yeah. when that happens. Um, I think Jeremy's really good at um, working with all of them, I and mean, even at these dinners, like he's explaining to them like how to work with all of that money coming in, and he's like obviously – offering the financial advisors and everything but he he emphasizes like this is helping you for if you don't make the league or even if you do for a few years after that like all these brands and all this money coming in like this is I mean if this is what you're gonna commit your life to then this is this is what you gotta lock down I heard Mark say one thing uh one time and he was like this isn't for four years this is for 40 and I hope that resonates with the players Mm -hmm. because you can really invest the money and be able to help it get you on your feet after college if you don't make it to the league because we're all you know, going to have to go out and get jobs as average students and somehow get on our feet too, and they're getting a little boost by this if they use it correctly. Yeah. You mentioned players having families and all that kind of stuff, and that's something that kind of gets lost in the general consensus when we talk about NIL because I think a lot of people immediately think of, like, you know, athletes driving nice cars and fancy clothes and all that kind of stuff, but there are some. Was it to carry on that had uh, with the diapers thing that had a lot of, a lot of people helping him out with that when he had his kid uh, last year, I believe? Um, yeah, and, he, he posted his, um, what do you call it? He, Yeah, his Amazon wish yeah. list when he announced that he was having a kid. 
and he got back to his apartment, and there was just a stack of oh, uh, awesome. of baby, um, you know, needs basically. And so th- that was, you know, I thought the carry on managed his situation and just using NIL to sort of better your life and your family's life as good as anybody I've seen, especially considering, like y'all have talked about, this is all still relatively new. And if you if you were here like a year ago or two years ago and you're a student athlete, you kind of had no idea what was going on because right. nobody had any idea what was going on. You're just kind of managing it day by day. So I do think for, for to carry on, um, Josh Van, who uh, who played at Carolina and returned for an extra year as opposed to going to the NFL, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys maybe would feel that pressure to go ahead and jump for the NFL the absolute second they could. I think NIL kind of gives them an opportunity. Maybe you're not quite ready physically for the NFL, but you can make some money on the side until you feel like you are ready to make that jump while still supporting your families. Right. Absolutely. We'll uh, have more with uh, Grayson Sydney from the Garnet Trust as the Garnet Trust Hour rolls on. Quick reminder coming up tonight, men's basketball in action, taking on Kentucky. Premium coverage running at 6.30. Tip-off at 7 o'clock right here on the game. Welcome back in. It is the Garnet Trust Hour. Full house today. Tyler West, Chris along with you, Grayson Sydney from the Garnet Trust Hanging out with us today, uh, we, we talked about, you know, NIL and kind of the consensus around it, you know, what people's ideas of it are. And we talk about this a lot um, from the standpoint of they had these meetings with Congress. You know, I know Jeremy and, and Mark have done a lot of things on the political front of, um, you know, having these conversations about where NIL is going forward. Um, you guys keep up with what's going on from a national standpoint and what kind of the future of NIL could be from the standpoint of what the Garden Trust might be doing in a couple of years? Honestly, I haven't followed it that closely with um, what's going on. And I just know that the states were wanting to hold more power when it comes to NIL and put a cap on how much money can be brought in for NIL. But I haven't followed it that closely to know the details. Yeah, I think um, mostly what at least we've overheard or at least talked with Jeremy and Mark about is having, like what Cindy was saying, the state have more control, like having us be able to work fully with our with the university and everything like that um money wise but yeah i mean i i couldn't tell you what's going to happen even next year with all of this i think that no one could honestly well at this point in time south carolina is becoming one of the few states uh chris you know this well that um you know doesn't have an nil bill that's at least being Mm -hmm. proposed at this point in time which again we look about states like missouri ohio and all that kind of stuff you the one thing you don't want to have is falling behind being one of the states that doesn't have that yeah it was funny because you know, NIL was supposed to go live in South Carolina. I think it was summer of 2022. Had the bill. It was set. Here's when it's going live. And then because of what was happening around the country, the attorney general in South Carolina said, actually, we're going to go ahead and make it live now. So now it's summer of 2021. So you saw this race for, like, everybody to make a state law. And then once most of the states in the country had a state law, there was a race to suspend the state law because then – you know, you, you're kind of limiting yourself. But I think at some point there will be a new one here. But it has been fascinating to see, like you said, Tyler, states like Missouri who said, hey, we're, we're going to make our own NIL law. And frankly, some of it is going to completely go against NCAA guidelines. Like, what are you going to do about it type of thing? And we've now seen 
I don't know why it's only been in the state of Florida. I don't know if that's kind of a coincidence or, or, or what, but we've seen there's now a, an investigation in Florida. We know Florida State recently got dinged for some NIL stuff. But that, that leads to my next question to you all. You mentioned um, Grace being able to like work directly with athletes, and that's something I've been on for a while. I think it's kind of silly to be like, hey, you know, you can do an NIL deal with an athlete once he's at your school, but you can't talk to him. You know, you can't meet him. And to me, that kind of seems silly. Like, there's no other realm of life or business where that type of thing happens. So do you all think that would be really helpful? Especially when you're getting paid. Yes. Yeah. Somebody's I, giving money. Somebody's receiving money. I have to agree. I think that's silly because you businesses are going to want to sponsor someone that they really like and they mm-hmm. think is personable and brings a good energy. So to not be able to talk to them and get a feel for who they are is – I don't think that's right. Makes but, any sense. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense. I, I agree. I mean, I know this is like the big battle with NIL is are these um, student athletes just going to turn into type of employees mm-hmm. to the university and stuff like that. So, But even it's kind of veering that way. So I'd say you interview an employee for a job. You want to make sure they're the right fit. They fit in with the company culture, everything like that, like personality-wise, not even resume, not even like if they can play well, like throw the bar, like whatever. So I think that they definitely should have a sense of who they're who they're working with, like on a. I don't think level. Mark and Jeremy would have hired us without meeting <laughs> us or getting to know us. I wouldn't think so either. No, I mean, it just doesn't normally happen that way, you know. Yeah. I was gonna say, like you said, there's no other realm of business where that kind of thing happens, and I think businesses are a key part or a key component to the NL aspect because again, there's an area of advertising and going on with that that creates a sense of you know connection between the businesses and the student athletes. And I would want something that would entice them more to want to be involved with by saying, hey, yes, you can do a deal with let's just say Spencer Rattler, and also you know he's at your you know you get to meet with him and do all this kind of stuff and have these different arrangements with him to help promote your business. So kind of having this separation between them doesn't make sense to me at the end of the day. Yeah, because you need a relationship. To yeah. be able to work together. Right. I also, I think I think it could go both ways. I mean, the athletes want to know who they're coming to work for, who they're coming to play for and everything. I mean, we wanted to make sure we liked Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously, I mean, <laughs> it's down to as simple as they're not going to come play here if they didn't like Shane. And I don't think anybody doesn't like yeah. Shane. True. <laughs> but that that's enticing to them to come here and play for Beamer. So, Have you all been able to meet Coach Beamer yet? I met him one time when he was at, the radio show at Backstreets. Okay, the call. Oh, show. Uh, Carolina calls. Carolina yes. Calls. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was it. I haven't been so lucky. He's work, a bu- he's a busy guy. He's yeah, a busy guy. I, I, I'd sure. say I'd, I'd rather him work on other stuff than worry about meeting. Saying me. hi to you. <laughs> yeah. Which Eventually, are big Beamer fans. So. Yes, yes I I really like him. I think he has a great energy, and it's perfect for South Carolina because you know we have our ups and downs, but we don't have a coach that's negative when we lose he's always yeah. encouraging and keeps the energy high Good family guy yeah did you guys both grow up carolina fans i actually did not i okay. didn't but i didn't grow up a college sports fan at all so there okay. wasn't a big rivalry i mean i'm from we're both from charleston but even i i grew up in the north so it wasn't a big a big thing to oh so, so you got on. you guys more familiar familiar with spurrier days then no 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 a little, uh, bit, little bit i actually a... grew up a penn state fan Ooh, okay. my mom's whole side of her family went there they bleed blue and white they're crazy about it but so i did grow up liking college football uh, i would say i became a carolina fan in high school gotcha and then i knew i wanted to go here after attending a few games 
And then, yeah, my heart's been set on it ever since. That's honestly what I did. Like, I had a buddy. So I grew up in Anderson, and that's and Anderson is either your Clemson or your Georgia because it's an hour from Georgia, and there's a few scattered Gamecock people. And I was like you, Grace. I, I was not really even a big college sports fan. I was more of like NFL, NBA guy. Mm-hmm. Which that's reason. crazy to hear you say that. Now. I know, that I know, is. That's like yeah. the most out of especially because like, I'm from, from, from the you. South. Very right, much, right. Right. So it was just weird. And um, I, I visited Carolina. A buddy's sister went here. We were in high school. We went, went to a football game. I was like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life." You know, yeah. and then except like, for the heat. Here. Oh, it's the heat. <laughs> the it, heat's really bad. It's a different. I mean, even my parents, like, they had no idea anything about college sports at all. And I was like, "Oh, come on up! It's parents' weekend." They came, and I mean, they were in awe the whole weekend. They yeah. like, they like went home, and they're like, "We need like a five day break from doing anything." <laughs> like, this was the most insane thing ever. Well, yeah. that that reinforces the narrative that sports, specifically football, it's the front door of your university. That's how a lot of yes. people get Absolutely. introduced to it. We talked about a couple weeks ago, you know, Nick Saban retiring in Alabama. They came up with a number. He generated like a billion dollars in out-of-state tuition for people that said, hey, I want to come to Alabama because the football program's really mm-hmm. good. Like, that draws a lot of people in, which again is why student-athletes, specifically football student-athletes, are at the higher end of NIL because they're generating the most for the school. I applied to Alabama, and even just paying the application fee brings in money for them. And exactly. the only reason I ever applied to Alabama was because it was Alabama. See, yeah. you were a part of that $1.1 yeah. $1. $1 billion. Honestly, yeah. all the schools I applied to were yeah. SEC, we, big football schools. I, yeah. That's what I knew I wanted. It was and always I, the That definitely yeah. goes for yeah. a lot of people. For everyone. Even we have friends, like, from out of state. Like, obviously, we're from Charleston, so, like, everyone just kind of either goes to Clemson or Carolina. Right. Um, but they were like, we wanted to go to a school with like good football, like all that stuff. So that's what we were talking about. Even a lot of these donors, like for Garnet Trust, they want to see Carolina win because they're such big fans and have been fans since for forever. So it 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 goes on both sides for students, even coming in from New York who had never even heard of what the SEC or ACC even is. Like everyone, everyone wants it to be good. So yeah, and that's one thing. Like people get hung up on that NIL isn't quote-unquote supporting education but bringing if you have a better football team you're bringing more money into the school and the school can use that for academics and scholarships which is exciting yeah it definitely goes hand in hand yeah i mean the the out-of-state point that y'all made like there is tons of data from years of athletics that when a team like carolina they made uh, the final four in 2017 had a huge uptick in applications out-of-state applications out-of-state applications means more tuition money. And mm-hmm. so, and that happens with football as well. Like you said, Nick Saban had generated tons of money. And the people helping Nick Saban win, he was really good, but he also had really good players, obviously. And so it's just crazy that, like, two years ago, you know, th- these guys, that y'all, like, y'all met Rocket Sanders the other night. Yeah, he was so kind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great guy. Great he guy. Could, he could not have signed an autograph for y'all and received one dollar i mean he would have been suspended for three games you know it's just it's yeah, really yeah. weird to like think about that yeah yeah i don't i guess it's not really i know i almost like forget that yeah that we had that, that. era yeah. existed yeah, we had yeah. that it was it was a weird time oh yeah no you can go back and look at some of like the ridiculous ncaa violations mm-hmm. before nil became a thing there was like uh, too much spaghetti at like a dinner. Uh, there's obviously tons oh of autograph things. I went to Georgia. Todd Gurley got suspended for three games back in 2014 mm-hmm. for signing autographs and, you know, that kind of stuff, which, again, completely legal now. But in hindsight, like, that was, you know, completely taboo 
10 years ago. Th- wow. There's the, the story here where uh, one of the teams got some type of NCAA. I don't know what the quote-unquote punishment was, but in, they served bagels, which is fine. Bagel, fine. Cream cheese on the bagel. Cannot. Too much. Nope. You're kidding. No, dead serious. Real oh story. We've come a long way. We've I'll say that much. Yeah, yes. something I did hear, which I kind of stuck with me, is that the NCAA, you know, controlled things for so long. I mean, they've ruled mm-hmm. all of our lives when it came to college sports. And now that the power is getting in other people's hands, it's like they kind of just still want an invitation to the party because oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody else has figured out, like, wait, we actually – can exist without you, pretty much. We could be here all day talking about that. We'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll come back and wrap up today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour with Grace and Sydney from the Garnet Trust here on the game, 107.5 The Game in Florence, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach, or excuse me, 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach, 100.5 The Game in Florence, the 107.5 The Game app, and streaming live on The Game TV, sponsored by Shepherd's Glass. Welcome back in. It is the Garnet Trust Hour full house today. Tyler, Wes, and Chris, Grace, and Sydney from the Garnet Trust hanging out with us for a couple more minutes. A quick reminder again tonight, men's basketball taking on Kentucky pregame at 6.30, tip-off at 7 o'clock. Then coming up on Thursday, Carolina calls with Coach Paris. He'll be able to recap this game. And then following that at 7.30 on Thursday night, women's basketball taking on a top-10 LSU team out in Baton Rouge. Tip-off for that at 8 o'clock. Big game tonight for the men's basketball team. You guys think South Carolina has a chance in this one? I, I always so. think South Carolina has a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll never not we'll never not root for them, but yeah, we'll see. I will be there. So I was going to say it's going to be a pretty rowdy atmosphere. It's supposed to be yeah, a blackout. Um, should be a pretty pretty fun time tonight at Clona Left Arena. Are, are we both going? You going, Grace? I'm not going. No. Oh, Grace, why? I have to go to work. Oh, okay. Oh, no. All right. I'm sorry. sorry You're going? I'll, I'll be there. Okay. I'm I'm excited for the game. I, Me too. Hey, what what have y'all seen on campus? Like it feels like there's some buzz about the men's basketball team. the ho- The whole time y'all have been there, the women's basketball team has been Always. awesome. Yes, like, Always it's better. just expected. We jumped in the fountain two years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. The women's and basketball team has, has always been fun through our time here. So y'all are in y'all's fourth year at Carolina. Yes, they've probably lost like three games. The I mean, it's insane that what their record would be if y'all added it up during your time at South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. but but one the, to Stanford, right? One to Iowa last year, undefeated this Kentucky year. Kentucky and Missouri the year prior when they yeah, won the national two. championship. Yeah. So, but still. In the single digits. Yeah, insane. Yeah, but, it's hard but, for us to remember yes. when they have lost. It's, yeah. noteworthy, it's noteworthy if they lose yeah. nationally. But, uh, you know, the men have had their struggles, but it seems like they um, are They're in a good place this year. Have y'all seen a different buzz on campus about the men's basketball games? Oh, yeah. People, I mean, I yeah. – People would really only go to women's basketball games. Like we didn't even bother. Like, I mean, at least I did. <laughs> Maybe some people <laughs> did, but they. There's definitely a bigger, um, more enticement. Even my friends who like, you know, couldn't really care less to go to any sporting events. Like they're like, we're gonna go to the basketball game because we're winning now and we're good. Like, yeah, definitely more of a. Talk. I think um, Lamont Paris brought the buzz, for sure. But mm-hmm. I, I've always thought it's fun to go, something to do during the weekdays, and you just go with your friends and. Have a good time. They're yeah. usually not too late. Yeah, it's less of a, um, I mean, football, it's a whole yeah, you're Saturday not sitting there for yeah. four hours. Your whole day <laughs> is taken up by that, so it's definitely an easier. Has there been an uptick on people wearing quarter zips around campus at all? That's I don't know. Lamont. Well, we that's haven't Lamont been on campus because we've been in the office. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're locked in there. Well, Lamont's <laughs> supposed to be breaking out a new quarter zip tonight, so be on the lookout for that. Are y'all, so what we learned is they don't have Twitter X. So. <laughs> I, I'm very, like, I don't, are y'all I don't, aware of the whole quarter zip? How do you movement? know How do you know when that, things happen? I, 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 I thought, honestly, y'all were talking about maybe the cold. Oh, it's okay. They really like don't know. A, wow. Wearing a quarter zip. So, <laughs> I don't know. Co- Coach Paris, every yeah, single game, Twitter, by the way, wears a quarter I'll zip. I'll have to. Like, that has become his thing. Yeah. He didn't okay. intend for it to become his thing, but it kind of gained fire on Twitter, you know, last year to the point where now there's like a running tally of what his record is wearing respective quarter zips. He got asked Based about it yesterday in his media availability. He's supposed to be breaking out a new one tonight. Like, at the, oh. what, what game was it a couple weeks ago where they had the quarter zip t shirts they gave out to everybody in like, the student I think it was section. Last Tuesday, Georgia. I think probably. it was. Oh, that's awesome. But it's so like it's become a thing. It's taken on a life of its own, essentially. Yeah. Because it, like even like warm, cold, whatever it is outside, he's wearing a quarter zip. That's his thing. Cool. Okay, I'll have, you get, I'll you have guys, to look for quarter zip tonight. You guys got to get on Twitter so you can understand these memes. Is yeah. what I I'm know. saying. Yeah, we're out of order. We're busy girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, y'all are running Garnet Trust now. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeremy and Mark are interns. Difficult life, but um. We're, we're about out of time. Uh, have y'all enjoyed your, your first hour radio debuts? Yeah, today? this we was have. really fun. Yeah, I was hopefully. just telling y'all, like, it feels so natural just yeah. talking to y'all. Hopefully we're oh. good enough to be invited back. You can we'll literally go back that. and watch yourself on the Game TV, sponsored by Shepherd's Glass later if you want to. Definitely. Okay, awesome. We'll have to. We'll send it around. What, um, what one thing would you want the listeners to know about Garnet Trust? What do you want to leave them with? Anything? Um, we're hustling. Yeah. So... <laughs> there's a uh, lot that yeah goes into it so don't don't yeah. don't look down on everything that we're we're all doing over Stay there open-minded yeah donate everything you do is <laughs> is for the game cocks yeah. so yeah yeah we'll do whatever we can to support them i was gonna say when, when they donate now they can say well grace and sydney told me to yeah. so yeah that's, yeah. An extra, that's an extra incentive for you guys right Ex- exactly I'll say look at that Mark. get that commission <laughs> set up yeah <laughs> 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 trying <laughs> i'm waiting on my nil check yeah right <laughs> I was gonna say I don't I don't think it quite works the other way around there no. unfortunately no that's no. okay though yeah but I know we've definitely enjoyed having you guys in here and uh, hopefully again we've had gosh Jeremy and Mark in here how many times so I'm sure you guys will <laughs> make a return trip at some point Perfect. yeah I'm Can't excited wait. for the next time yeah. absolutely Mark on Thursday I think Mark, okay so, so yeah. Mark Mark will be in for I, th- I think I think he's been in here more than Jeremy yeah <laughs> so I think he I think he's setting the record for the Garnet Trust Hour okay awesome. so uh, yeah we'll uh, we'll hang out with Mark uh, coming up Thursday should have some athletes coming back in here very soon so looking forward to that as now we've gotten everybody back on campus and everything but again thank you grace and sydney for uh, hanging out with us thank today. y'all so thank much you. absolutely it's that'll, been a blast that'll do it for today's edition of the uh, garden trust hour coming up next is the gamecock central takeover hour presented by firehouse subs west chris and myself will jump back into some of the audio from coach beamer uh last week talking a little bit about the quarterback room and everything going on with uh, these transfers coming in for 2024 also talk about a little bit of recruiting as it was a big weekend for some guys on campus this past week and that's all coming up right here on the game 107.5 the game in columbia 100.5 the game out in florence 100.3 the game in myrtle beach the 107.5 the game app and streaming live on the game tv sponsored by shepherd's glass Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. 
That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York. 